1: Yeah, we are. We spent this last weekend. We actually sat down and figured out the itinerary, the schedule for upcoming Utah Meetup. That is the first weekend of October. The specific details with links and places to sign up and what we're doing, all of that is coming later this week. Put that was a good discussion yesterday yeah, about now it. Now that it's I've exciting. said that, though, that means it's, we actually have to put you, it all on well, the yeah. website. But You've, it is coming it later public. this week for sure. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, for yeah. those of you want to come, we're really actually very excited about this. It's kind of come together better than we hoped. Lots of range on stuff to do, so it's going to be good. So that's coming later this week. And then in case you haven't noticed, I sure have. Uh, Saturday is July 7th, <laughs> and that is the premiere of Season 3... Yeah, for that's sure. the electrics for everyone. That is the Tesla Model Three versus the Chevy Bolt discussion to kick off six brand new episodes on Velocity every Saturday morning early this is going so to be so set amazing. your DVR but look it. a lot us. of fun
0: and thanks to our friends at Covercraft who have brought the entire TV season to us yes they've been as, hugely uh, helpful to us the headline sponsor for it so thank you to yes. Covercraft they're we're amazing. very
1: excited about having them with us again they're very excited to be a part of it again there will be uh new giveaways coming up as the TV season progresses but we're thrilled to be back with Covercraft for that season on Velocity yes it will also make its way to Amazon so look for it there if you don't have Velocity though we'd love for you to see the premiere and if I mentioned this before, if you are looking on your Velocity TV guide schedule thing, okay, on your right. cable oh, provider, yeah. right. we would love to see how it is populating on your system because we've noticed in, in seasons past. We want to make sure that the thumbnails are right. We want to make sure the descriptions are right. Some of the providers rewrite the descriptions, which is a little bit weird. That's but strange. Okay. When you hand them, yeah, seriously, here you go. we have to provide it's it. Also, be nice to use it. But whatever. So I'd just be curious to see if you don't mind sending us a little picture. Send it to us on Instagram. That'd be great. Uh, Facebook, if need be, whatever. We just love to see. How it's populating on your television. We'd love to have you watching. So thank you very much for that.
0: Yeah, and thank you for joining us on the podcast, guys. We're so excited. We are back with another topic Tuesday today. Yeah. And then we've got another debate after the ad break from Terrence in Illinois, and he's looking for quirky cars. Mm
1: -hmm. Quirky was the headline and it caught my eye. I'm really excited about the stuff that I mentioned this. I I just kind of followed that (laughs) rabbit trail and went, What can I get you in that's not normal? It's fun,
0: it's really fun Okay, excellent Well, the topic, as I mentioned This kind of stemmed from something that I saw Actually very recently And I know that it's all about distracted driving Mm-hmm. And I know that it's been covered in a lot of different ways. You and I have sure, touched sure, on sure. it, but I don't think we've ever devoted a bit of time to it and mm-hmm. really talked about it. We've, we've talked about track time. We've talked about yeah. instruction yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But stay with me,
1: I guess. But as is the nature of these Topic Tuesdays, as we're kind of diving into them with a little more dedication, one of the things we freed ourselves up, guys, is coming to grand conclusions. You know, that was True. the kind of the fun part True. of the last Topic Tuesday. We, we want to kind of just riff on this with you guys listening and hear your thoughts after the fact. The last one was very cool. And that regard, we're not going to solve distracted driving, No, but we're going to it, talk about it point. and talk about some of what we've seen and some of the things we think are pros and cons about it. Maybe this leads somewhere good. We've got a few questions that you guys have asked that actually relate to this topic. So this is where we are. Just kind of go for a bit.
0: Well, you know how you had a bit of a rant on uh, Tesla, about Tesla last time. I suppose you could call this yeah. my little rant on distracted driving. Sure, and why not? Rant the away. intentionality, I don't know if that's a word or not, people intentionally distracting themselves just by virtue of all the stuff that we've got in our lives. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, so it all started mm -hmm. when we went to, uh, actually it was over the weekend, I think. Yeah. And we were driving home. You and I met up uh, with a fan of the show. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, very cool. I was driving home, and in front of me turned a black suburban and a very young girl, brand new driver. She had to be sixteen, seventeen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned in front of me,
0: and then she turned right again to get on the freeway. And I was following her onto the freeway on ramp, which is sure. pretty long. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: it's it, the one where you are. There is a very long on ramp.
0: Now, what are on ramps designed to do? They're designed to get you up to speed quickly. Ideally, yes. You should be mm-hmm. constantly accelerating and then ready to merge into traffic. And I noticed before when she got onto the freeway before she turned in front of me. She's holding her phone Mm -hmm. and I just kind of went, now I will give a disclaimer that I am pointing most of this at myself. I am guilty. Mm -hmm. I am nowhere close to perfection. If there's anybody who is imperfect, it is me. I am speaking (laughs) to me. And I I come from this from, I suppose, getting angry at myself when I do stuff and I distract myself and I go, no, I I can't keep a steady corner and look down at the thing that I'm trying to do. Sure. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know who doesn't consider themselves a good driver? If you ask somebody,
1: "Are you a good driver?" Yes. Is somebody going to tell you, you know, not really? Nine out of ten people will say, "Yeah, I'm a good driver." That that random tenth person is like, "No, I'm actually a terrible driver, and I don't <laughs> enjoy it." But that is that is literally ten percent of the folks you're going to talk low. to. It's crazy.
0: All right. So this girl turned in front of me, and she was going forty miles an hour up the freeway on ramp until the time you need to merge and merge with fast moving tra- traffic and mm-hmm. semis mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and. I was just going, oh, my gosh. If I were her dad, I'd be really all over that. And I'd I'd yeah. want to really re-instruct her because clearly she's borrowed the family Suburban. Truly. It's her parents' yeah. Suburban. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. And she was holding the phone, and she was looking at it more than she was looking at the road when I passed mm-hmm. her. I was in the Cayman, mm-hmm. and I got around her real quickly, and I thought, I don't want to be anywhere near you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But it just... I thought you're gonna cause an accident or you're gonna hurt somebody else. And so I come to this from seeing multiple instances. Today I just saw a camera driver with the phone on the top of the steering wheel, holding with two hands and trapping it with their thumbs at the top oh, of the man, steering wheel. Really on the steering wheel. And really? looking at it and trying to steer down the road and looking at their phone more than get get your yeah, eyes yeah, up yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I am guilty and every time I have and I admit, every time I have looked down to look at a text or actually mm-hmm. answer a text, I am mad at myself. Yeah. And so I've been working hard on me. I've been working on you know what? It doesn't matter. It, mm-hmm. I don't care. And every time I do get a call, it is Bluetooth. I do not hold the phone up to my head because I will see drivers doing just weaving slowly or whatever. I'm going you're on your phone. I just yeah, know it. Yeah. I can tell just by the mm-hmm. way
1: the car's moving. True. 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 A couple of years back, you and I were driving through Salt Lake City and there was a woman in front of us in a Jaguar Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. And we followed her for about four blocks. Yeah. And it was genuinely one of the most terrifying things I've ever watched. And I know that sounds extreme, but here's what happened. Over the course of four blocks, we saw her multiple times. It's a two-lane road to a residential area. This was not a freeway. This was not a road people drive fast on. This is not a road where you expect anything. We were just moving from stoplight to stoplight every couple of blocks. But she would drift out of her lane Mm. left, Mm. left left and then at the last minute with an oncoming car coming at her she would jerk back right and the first couple times it happened we were like what's going on and then we realized because of the way she was sitting at the light stopping stopping looking at her phone this is a woman probably in her 50s or 60s okay this is not a young driver this is not somebody that just woke up this morning and got both a smartphone and a car okay this was an adult but yet we watched I'm not kidding you I'm not exaggerating four separate incidents where she nearly caused a head-on crash in a residential neighborhood at about 25, 30 miles an hour because she's looking at her phone. And when she pulled off, I really struggled and I didn't, but I really struggled with stopping and going and confronting her. But I really came to the conclusion of, one, I'm not perfect, and two... That doesn't go anywhere good. There's there's no way I can start that conversation that isn't instantly hackles up. Mm-hmm. So I just let it go and was glad that she, A, got off uh, into a parking lot and, B, that she didn't hurt anybody or herself. Gosh. But but you bring up the point that we are all to some degree guilty. This is what the smartphone world has done. And it's not going away. No, it isn't. And, and I'm going to say something that I I almost hesitate to say. Okay. I was thinking about it actually on the way over here to, to record because I knew we were going to talk about this. All right, all right there i i am not a fan of big brother government i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not a person that believes that the government should be Pushing us all to be better. I think the government is kind of setting the baseline standards. Hopefully, we're all operating at the levels above where the government had to set laws. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't murder because that's really a low bar. Okay, <laughs> let's be much nicer than this. Okay, this this is kind of the purpose is of the a, government. Okay, that is the entry level. You know, right that there. is really the bottom bottom <laughs> bar. We should all be well above this. Okay? Can we find common ground.
0: Yes, we can. Yes, we
1: can. Well above this problem. <laughs> this is the government's role. It's like the outlying barriers, if you will. Right, right, okay. Right. Okay. So I hate when it encroaches, but there is that interesting thing going on with phones my wife has this because she's turned it on and I've consider- considered turning it on on my phone the current Apple iOS system and, and they're not exclusive to this they just have it if you connect your car to your personal Bluetooth and you turn on the do not disturb feature while driving mm-hmm. then the minute your car connects to Bluetooth and I send my wife a text she doesn't get that text and I get a message back I'm driving yeah yeah. and now she's not even going to know I texted her until she stopped right And I realize, getting it, getting that response back, I'm like... I, I need think, an answer right now. Then I, I think, wait a minute. Know. I don't have to know the second. Yeah. I don't really have to know right now. Remember the days when we actually drove places and you couldn't contact us until we got there. Remember those crazy weird days? You had to look at a map before you left because you couldn't yes. stare at the Google whatever. And then when you and then when you got somewhere, you were like, "So and so is trying to reach me. That's kind of weird." I guess Remember I'll walk crazy- over to the payphone. That's and bizarre. Call them back. Who knew? Or you'll, you'll see them when they get home because <laughs> exactly. there's nowhere to reach them until that happens. Exactly. I'm not saying we go back to that, but I am wondering about what if this was a requirement of smartphones. What if either they were mm-hmm. plugged into an Android or uh, Apple CarPlay system, which is still distracting but significantly less so? Right, right. They, I mean, p- the perfect world is we're all just driving. That's not going to happen, okay? But the Apple CarPlay and the Android Auto, those are actually really cool systems that I'm a big fan of, and I actually want to put one in my wife's car, separate thing. But what if that was the reality? Is as soon as these phones were connected to Bluetooth and, and, and could sense by their own uh, sensors that, the, that they are moving in a car, you, that person's not reachable hmm I couldn't agree uh, and more. I, and I, and I hate—I I really hesitate to say that because I don't really want that kind of micromanagement in my I mean, life. you've
0: prefaced it, prefaced it with your comment. But I,
1: short, short of that, honestly,
0: there isn't a way we get phones out of people's hands. There's just not. No, I agree. And, you know, my mom—you probably grew up with this, too. And your mom said, whenever you point at somebody, three fingers point back at you. And I always remember <laughs> this little comment I thought— <laughs> You're right. It's such a mom comment. Isn't it? It's a perfect mom comment. (laughs) And so that's why I point at me and I am coming to a place where there's no campaign. There's no movement. There's no (laughs) social media, anything to get people to change their ways unless they personally work on it. Just like everybody is in control of whatever they put in their mouth. What kind of food you put? Sure, sure, sure. Right, in
1: everybody's my case, bad food, but I take your point. in control point. Yes. of that. Yes,
0: only you are in control of that. Mm-hmm. We're all in control of our driving, and so I am working. I'm continually working. I'm forcing myself in some instances. Mm-hmm. The phone's right there. Maybe maps are on and I glance at it, you know, because it's positioned in a holder or something. Mm-hmm. Fine. And incoming calls and that kind of thing. I've got both hands on the wheel. I'm on Bluetooth. But yeah. the texting, the holding the phone to the ear, all those things. And, and further, I'm talking about lip gloss and newspapers and cereal yeah. yeah. and
1: on and on. Commute in a major metropolitan area like Los Angeles, Atlanta, wherever that is major, major stop and go for an hour. You will see some crazy things being done behind the wheel. I mean, we had uh, a roommate you know when we were mm-hmm.
0: sharing uh, an apartment in college i was still in college and uh we went where where are all the dishes mm-hmm. and they were in another guy's car in the back seat cuz he was eating breakfast in the car yeah
1: and then adding a dish to the back seat eat every time it was, it was done rattling around and like a week later it was like the, all the dishes are in the back of your car
0: pottery right? collection what is in going the, the back seat there. yeah anyway so i come to the point of pleading with me with you with everybody our friends you you listening we consider mm-hmm. you our friend too
1: for sure for sure
0: to work on yourself. What is your own standard? What's your own bar? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I encourage and challenge us all to raise it and yeah, encourage yeah, yeah. others. So when you're riding with somebody that picks up the call or starts to text, kindly offer, say, hey, can I can I do that for you so you can drive because my life is in your hands? Yeah. Can I help you out? Can I tell them they'll call you back or, you know, I'll text for you. Tell me what to say. I'm I'm happy to do it just so the phone's out of your hand. You're concentrating. Let's, you know, teamwork. Let's work together and solve totally. the problem. And that's, And just be encouraging and encourage ourselves and set our own bar. And I I challenge you to reevaluate what's your own standard of Mm -hmm. combating distracted driving because it only leads to road rage. It leads to ugly things. And I just, I thought of this girl. I'm going, you're 16. Mm -hmm. You're a brand Mm -hmm. new driver. You and I didn't have smartphones when we were 16 years old.
1: Yes. They didn't exist. My parents were concerned about, I I couldn't for a year drive with friends in the car because they were worried about distraction. This is pre-smartphone ladies and gentlemen. Ah, and I had a stick shift car too. So my level of distraction compared to the average person was low. <laughs> so think about
0: the habits that are getting ingrained yeah, for sure. early for in sure. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know
1: who she is. I,
0: it was black yeah. suburban. That's yeah. it. I don't know who she is, but all these habits, bad habits getting ingrained early. Mm-hmm and i'm concerned i'm deeply concerned and it's not going away like no, you isn't. said You're right. yeah. let's not pull the smartphones out of people's hands let's no, of course not, continue to integrate not. it and come up with better period. ideas mm-hmm. but i i'm just it was enraging, it was horrifying, I was sad, mm-hmm. and I'm going, I hope I'm nowhere near you, but I hope nobody else is That's near you when something thing. goes That's wrong. That's the bigger
1: thing. And, and you know, what's what's crazy is a week or so ago, I had almost the exact same experience with an SUV when I was in the Lotus, and I was couldn't figure out why this person was doing such a bad job of merging. And as I got around them, I was like, oh, because I can see you looking at your lap. Oh. No, there's only one oh reason gosh. you look at your lap when you're driving a car. You're looking at your phone. Yeah, it's the only reason there. I heard I heard an actual college professor once or a high school teacher. I forget who it was, made a comment where they said, um, "We know you're on your smartphone because no one stares at their lap and smiles."
0: <laughs> which I that thought is that,
1: is <laughs> that is brilliant. The teacher the was just like, look, I know you're not, you're you're actually not paying attention and I know you're on your smartphone. Here's why. It's like, that is really, really funny. Oh, that's so yeah, we're all staring at <laughs> our lap and smiling. So there's that, but but there's three actual questions that relate to this discussion mm-hmm. yeah. that are all about distracted driving or bad driving. And, and I want to mention something else that I've mentioned before. And, and this is the big thing I try to work on as a driver and I'm not necessarily doing it well, but be I on a Canyon road mm-hmm. or, Driving in traffic or moving on a freeway or whatever, I try really hard to disconnect my ego from my driving. That's hard and to do. We are so conditioned. That is conditioned. hard we're, to we're, do. Yeah, and I and I actually wonder if it's if if it's connected to not just ego in general as people, but since learning to drive, less so now than before, but learning to drive is a rite of passage. It's part of that I'm becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that kind of. Automatically ingrains it with our egos because I can do this now when you're 16 you can you can you can drive now I can leave and mom and dad don't have to drive me I can drive this is awesome this is cool True. and so it becomes unintentionally I think a bigger part of our ego and identity than it maybe should be mm-hmm. because the and, and there's nothing wrong with it obviously we're having a whole show about cars and driving but the when the person pulls in behind you that's going wants to go faster than you and there is an ego check involved that shouldn't be the case. If they want to go faster than you in the fast lane, get over. Yeah, I, and, and, I agree. And I, and I think about yeah. that in the Lotus a lot. I look like I should be the fast car in the fast lane, but if that guy comes flying up behind me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get over. Yeah. I, but, I was it's... in the left lane because I just passed somebody in the middle lane going slower than me, but now you're the big, you know what? I'm, be the big dog. I don't care if you're driving a minivan. My job is not to make sure I go faster than you, and my job is also not to keep you behind me would you say in any way that this ego
0: thing is connected to the car you're driving i'm driving blank powerful car that toyota corolla camry whatever that shouldn't have a lot of power that just beat me off the line how dare they i'm in the fast sometimes, car yes. and i have to do blanks pass sometimes, them sometimes get it can them. be a thing
1: i, I think it it's connected
0: a in a way you know, i'm in mm-hmm. a corvette I, yeah. i'm the king you know what i, I don't know hellcat Huayra. Pagani. Well, but this relates on to on, the,
1: on. the big lifted truck thing that you and I have both experienced. Oh, and yeah. And that is the people that We've are the most difficult. And there's a question here, actually. Um, where is it? I'm going to find it. Hang on. Uh, hang oh, on. Uh, that, yeah. There's, there's, yeah Vicentius made the comment about right, the psyche right. of the pickup driver wanting to race tiny cars. And I made the comment before that the interesting thing about the Lotus is that if I come up behind most cars in the fast lane, most people in cars will pull over. Most people in large pickups, maybe, maybe they don't see me. Maybe they don't. But I am surface of the sun yellow. Yeah. And I and I, and I, if I come up behind somebody bigger than me, I make a genuine effort. And I'm not saying because I want to pass them. I want them to know I'm there. If I don't have an opportunity to get around them, I will make sure I put myself in a place where I can see their side mirror because right. I want them to right. know I'm there because I am little. But big t- pickups will never get out of the way for a little sports car that I have seen And often, not always, not always, often I have been in situations driving my little car and I have watched a guy in a big truck sniper his way through traffic to hunt me down. That is directly connected to ego. You're kidding me. I've had it happen. Where where I'm moving through traffic and I'm moving, let's just put it in perspective. I'm moving three or four miles an hour faster than other traffic. So I'm kind of drifting past others. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, And then here comes somebody gaining Mm -hmm. and it's a huge truck. And they will gain until they get beside me, behind me, in front of me, whatever. And now they want to hang out. Come on. Come on. Oh, I just, but I've, but I've experienced it too. I think it's many road, people listening have it's experienced it. It's road bullying it's, and yeah. it's directly connected to ego. And there isn't uh, – I have a friend. Actually, you know him, Greg, here in town. Okay, He had told me an experience one day. Of He has a fairly nice car. He drives an Audi S5. Okay, mm-hmm, He right. was driving down the canyon one day and there was a guy in front of him throwing sunflower seeds out the window and trying to hit his car. And he did this for a while until Greg finally literally pulled off the road and just stopped because this guy purposely tried to stay ahead of him. Now, what was going on in that guy's head? I don't know. Unbelievable. But there is, is, you're flying along at 80 miles an hour in a hunk of metal. Let's not play games. Let's not have ego. In a gigantic hunk of metal. Yeah. I experienced the same thing
0: over here in the canyon going southbound. And this huge white lifted pickup truck was hanging with me through the straits. And then we started to get to the corners, the twisty stuff.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: he continued to try to hang. But during the straights, if I would just, you know what, I'm slowing, I'm backing way off. You just go ahead. He would slow down. And, he, and I would slow down further. And then he would slow down more. I'm going, okay, I don't know what you're thinking. That's a little bit threatening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so then we sped up. And then he would speed up and pa- try to pace me through the corners. And then finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to Cayman GTS. Goodbye. i'm going to leave you now and i did because uh, and yes i i had to get out of there i just felt you know what there's no point if i'm slowing down and try to let him go ahead he's gonna pace me and slow down with me that's not okay that's very much bullying yeah so and so i just left him i i was gone yeah and and just turned off and just ended it you know so i you know having a, a a car that's able to do that is kind of nice in a way because you can end it if it's safe and if it's theoretically, yeah, but that's not always recommended either.
1: Yeah. You may literally sometimes may just have to pull over and yeah.
0: And I wanted to, I thought there's no point you win, you win, buddy. You win. Yeah. Yeah. So you're slowing down too. So what, what do I do?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that, so that's the big, that's if I had a crusade, I, I don't have a crusade. By the way, there are no shirts, you can't sign up, but uh, maybe there should be, I don't know. <laughs> it's but, more of a uh, challenge, I think, is where my headspace mm-hmm. is, and challenging everybody listening to set your own bar. Well, and when you're, and when you're driving a sports car like we do, when people see that car, there is no way to get inside their head, but they instantly perceive something, fill in the blank. They mm-hmm. think blank about you as a driver in that car. So we have to right, disconnect yeah. ourselves from ego. You want to race me? I don't want to race. I I had a moment not that long. I think I told you this. I had a moment not long ago. I was going down the canyon, Uh and I was going through the twisties, and there was a guy in an Audi uh, A8. Okay. Okay? All right. Roughly my age, whatever. We're going down the canyon. He's in an A8. But he had been going through traffic, and I'd been going through traffic, and we just wound up kind of side by side in the canyon through the twisties. Well, I don't like that. And then he drifted back, and he was hanging perfectly in my blind spot off my right shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So we did a couple corners, and I just thought, I don't want to be here. So I downshifted. I did not downshift to race this person. Oh, no. I Because he heard your engine note. But he heard me downshift. And yeah. as soon as I put my foot in it to get, honestly, about three car lengths ahead, I realize he floors it as well. And now he's pacing me. And now we're accelerating through the curves of I-80. Oh, no.
0: no I no. did that
1: for about three car lengths. And I realized what he was doing. And I slammed on my brakes. And then he did that weird kind of slam on your brakes, swerve thing like, what just happened? What did I miss? I'm not here to race you, buddy. I don't want to hang out. No. With anybody in my blind spot in that car, because my blind spot in the Lotus, in spite of its size, they're kind of big. By the way, speaking of blind spots, please do not hang out in blind spots of truckers. People yes. do this all the time, yes. and it's
0: unconscious. They're they're mm-hmm. in outer space, and they're right <laughs> off the corner of a big rigged truck. I'm going, A, they throw up stones. I try to get around all trucks,
1: because yeah. yeah, they yeah. throw rocks. I don't yeah, want yeah. the
0: rocks. But get away from the truckers. Let them be. Let them have their space. Just mm-hmm. get around them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a courtesy. And yeah. you're right. So I am not Sean Clark on Facebook also brings up the the idea that you actually brought up about graduated licenses. And That'd he asked nice. us to touch on this again. Yeah. And I thought of on track when we've been at spa for the track days. Mm-hmm. If you are a brand new driver in a car, they've got a symbol. So you're a newbie driver. You're a beginning driver. Yeah. It's and that it, X that goes in the bumper. Yeah. Yes. It's either a plus or an X depending on yeah, how yeah. you look at it. Yeah. And it's a yellow circle with a red X through it. And so mm-hmm. everybody knows, okay, you're a you know, track newbie. newbie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. So if we had graduated licenses, do you have to inform other people on the road mm. of a sticker on your car? We do it for emissions. If you're in the HOV lane, we do
1: it for drivers that are learning like student drivers and student Correct. driver cars have indications. And then it's a free for all. <laughs> but now, you know, and, yeah. and
0: certainly on track. I mean, the guys obviously who are the, in the hot class, you know, they're in the hot class because it's Corvettes and Ferraris and Porsches. Yeah. 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 Well, duh, but, you know, Alpha 4C, it's mm-hmm. got the X on it. And think, okay. And so mm-hmm. you're just naturally giving people space, like trying to be fast. Totally. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I'm not experienced. Mm-hmm. And so that brings me to the street driving graduated mm-hmm. license idea, which mm-hmm. I like and I'm warming to. I just haven't fully sorted out in my head how this would work because do you inform yeah. other people? But that would that bring up more road bullying for the, oh, you don't have the license. I've got the hotter, higher speed, and Who I've knows? got the faster car. Would Who that knows? introduce more problems
1: than it solves? I, well, look. I'm asking. I- implementing it would be nigh on impossible. I mean, that's the difficulty because, you know, it's don't don't restrict me is the problem. So there, there's that. Uh, I do think if it existed, it, having informational thing on cars, but I, but I'll go a step further. Look, I'm talking about, I got a lot of big brother government in this podcast. <laughs> I don't mean for that. I really don't. But <laughs> honestly, honestly, if you're a person, that soldier.com and now has billions. I don't think <laughs> you should be able to walk in, park your Honda Civic you've had since college at the curb, walk in and buy a 700 horsepower fill in the blank. I don't think you should be able to do that. Mm. Because these are the guys that wind up on the websites a day later because they got down the block and they wrapped it around a light pole. And honestly, we should Exotics is out of business now? We shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. We shouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can be a great driver and not have a wreck. You could still have a wreck. You can still be a bonehead. You can still do something wrong. But But these cars that are well over 400 horsepower, and I think 400 horsepower is... Kind of the max of anything you can actually use. It's a lot, and it's, it's also, lot. I think, the max of the average person to handle. That's the other part of this question here that's happened: is that that what's what's too much car? I think beyond about four hundred horsepower in anything that weighs thirty five hundred pounds or less, <laughs> that's the upper <laughs> limits of what most people can handle. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, it's up there. I love the FRS. I love the Lotus. I like these small, uh, not that powerful, but lightweight, really great handling cars. I'll hop into something like a Z06, and I think. Who is this for? And I loved it, but I just kept thinking, I've driven a lot of stuff, a lot of powerful stuff, on tracks, off tracks, all kinds of things. And I get in the Z06 and go, this is borderline too much car. It's insane. It's astounding. And so ratchet it back to the normal C7 at like 450, 460 horsepower. You don't drive that car and think, this is not powerful. This needs more. That car feels quick. (laughs) Okay? The Z06 has got 200 more horsepower than that. And, and yeah. torque, which is madness. So, But I, I do think it would be great if we had a license structure where certain levels of cars, if you don't have that license, you can't get it. Now, please, please don't get me wrong. I'm not even talking about a whole lot of red tape. What I think would be interesting is in order to get the next license we're talking about, you have to have gone to a beginner track day. So it's less about paying money and you graduate. It's more about go through the school. Yes. Yeah. Wherever you are in the world – Wherever you are in the nation, for sure, within probably an hour or two of you, is a track that holds a first-timer track day instruction thing. Our local one, UMC here, Utah Motorsports Campus, happens to be related to Ford. We've done both the Fiesta ST one and the Mustang Mm -hmm. GT one. But the morning of both of those schools was the same. Mm
0: -hmm. It was just
1: basic car control at the upper limits. Yeah. So if you can prove you've taken that, congratulations, you can get this next license. But if you can't prove you've taken that, which is A, not that expensive, and B, not that time-consuming – I'm not going to sell you a 500-horsepower car. I, now, no, no, nobody's going to gonna agree with me, and I'm – look, I'm, I'm far more into regulation and government. But, but here's the other part of it that I wonder about, and we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. We who love cars, as cars go more autonomous, there may have to be a lobby, and, I, and the best equivalent I've got is the NRA. They may have to be a lobby for car enthusiasts that are hmm. just keeping us with the capability to go out and drive our cars ourselves and drive them hard. Now, this may be 50 years away by the time it matters. Now, this is an interesting thought. But I think a lobby like that is going to have to exist. Look, say what you will, positive or negative about the NRA, this is not an NRA commentary. I'm just saying their purpose is for gun owners. Okay? Like them or not like them, that's their purpose. Sure. What about for people that want to drive? And is everything go? Because let's be honest, cars kill people cars are dangerous people die in cars so at some point there will be a discussion especially as things go autonomous about well we don't want you to be able to wield a car as uh, you're right this is a long way away
0: but lobbying for the the right and proving mm-hmm. the skill to do so i suppose and then that
1: twists back into the graduated license thing
0: interesting your
1: your license to just operate the family minivan, or your your license to operate a Corvette Z06. By the way, this should not be the same driver, okay? (laughs) This is not the same level of
0: skill. I mean, I think about just electric cars introducing a whole lot more power, and frankly, a lot of people aren't used to their world coming at them so quickly they don't know what to do. And so hmm. that hmm. feeling of speed and suddenly the world warping towards them so quickly with all the electric <laughs> twerk, sure. you're, yeah. you're forgetting about the controls unless you've done it before, unless you're experienced. Mm-hmm. You and I have now had a lot of Autobahn time and hmm. so, sure. and, yeah. and the world coming at you that quickly in the left lane and you're mm-hmm. the big dog, by the way, there's always a bigger dog there and it's is. usually a black there, Audi yes.
1: sedan probably yeah.
0: or a Ferrari or something yeah, like yeah. that. You get my point, but if you're going to choose to be the big dog, it changes everything about mm-hmm. how you drive. Mm-hmm. How you pay attention. Well,
1: you and I have joked about the fact that in Germany, at 120 miles an hour, which sounds obscene over here because we can't do 120, at 120, because of the way the Autobahn's set up, because of the fact that people mostly pay attention and follow the rules, 120 on the Autobahn feels nice. It feels kind of like 80 on a U.S. freeway. It yeah, feels yeah, nice, true. we can do this. I know I'm going a little bit fast, but everything's fine. At about 150 and above, Everybody in the car gets really quiet. <laughs> exactly. It's now about, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to let you drive. The and attention that person driving is paying focused. attention. Yes. And other yes. people in the car, and maybe it's just because it's us, but I don't think it's just because it's us. Other people in the car are now helping you spot that idiot half mile away. He's yeah. making a move. Yeah. Very interesting how that experience happens. Okay, so
0: with all this newfound power in electric motors, <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. going to change the equation further? Because people will think, well, let me stomp on this. Check out what my electric car can do. I got a Tesla. I got to fill yeah. in the electric car here. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to stomp yeah. on it, impress all my friends, and suddenly, wow, all I know how to do is break hard in a straight line. I don't know how to really maneuver the car yeah. in case of a ball gets kicked in the street, an animal, a kid, a some, something. You there know? was
1: that recent thing I read recently. There was some sort of 18-year-old kid who died tragically, and I think either his friend died as well or is very badly injured, in oh, dad's Model S oh, doing man. triple digits in a, in a neighborhood and lost control because that car is powerful. And his dad is volleying, and I, I think possibly successfully, volleying to get cars like the Tesla that have got you know internet connection and over-the-air updates. Mm-hmm. You can throttle, throttle them when the sun's driving. That you can hear the limitations of the car. It sounds like kind of like a valet mode in something like a Hellcat. It's the yeah. same idea. Now, my, granted, my new teen driver mode. Granted, valet mode in the Hellcat is still 500 horsepower. <laughs> exactly, we've dropped it a lot. It's to not. Get to yeah, it's, it's still <laughs> faster than most things. It could get you in plenty of trouble. But this right. is, this is a legal quagmire, and there's a big discussion that goes on beyond it of personal rights. And but but the problem is, a lot of these. Legal restrictions happen because people were back to the phone don't take the responsibility in the first place. So we're back yeah. to put down the phone and let's drive. And I will say that's not even an age-related. I use this, not this at new all. driver not at all.
0: as an example, but it, it's young to old. Everybody is guilty. You have a smartphone and you've done it. I yeah. hate to say it, but you have. Yeah. I have, you have. Yep. Uh, let's stop. Yep, agreed. That brings me to a driving school thought, but it's still unexplored and we have a lot of shooting to do for the upcoming tv season and further tv seasons after that so we'll leave it there but would love to hear your ideas and uh, hopefully this resonates with you too yeah yeah yeah. because it's certainly on our minds constantly and and our entire goal is to just make us all better drivers yeah that's the entire point get home safe for sure absolutely guys thank you for listening we're gonna come back in just a little bit with a great debate but first we've got an ad break coming up we'll be right back When you think of the things you do every day, maybe it's brushing your wheels to clean them, but brushing your teeth probably isn't top of your mind. For something that's so important to your health, and it should be, that's why Quip wants to help you brush better. Quip was called the best electric
1: toothbrush by GQ and the Tesla of toothbrushes by Bloomberg. My son has a toothbrush with a timer on it. It makes Star Wars Darth Vader noises, and so he knows how long to brush. But you become an adult, and you just it's this subconscious thing you do. Quip's got a built-in timer. It actually vibrates and indicates when you need to change the size of your mouth. And it also tells you how long to brush so you get the dentist-recommended two minutes.
0: I'm attracted to this just by the design alone. It's slim. It's slender. I really appreciate the design of this toothbrush. 75% of us don't refresh our bristles every three months, let alone visit the dentist every six months. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash driver right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush.
1: That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash driver. Let me spell that so we're clear. This is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash driver now. If you like sports, you're going to love the Big 12 podcast. Join host Chuck Cooperstein each week as he covers all of the happenings with all the Big 12 teams. Now, I'm from Texas, and most of the colleges in Texas, including Baylor where I went, are in the Big 12. So if I'm going to find out anything, it's the Big 12 podcast. Join host Chuck
0: Cooperstein each week as he covers all the happenings at Baylor, Iowa State, University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and my parents' alma maters, Kansas
1: University and Kansas State. So don't miss the Big 12 Podcast on Podcast One. That's Podcast podcastone.com and Apple Podcasts. While you're there, rate that show and also this one. Think of all the weird things found in cars. I'm not talking about your
0: garden variety, petrified french fries or melted crayons. I'm talking about live snakes or bizarre trinkets. You know, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about. Another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way,
1: are continental belts. They're actually original equipment on Tens of millions of vehicles, we're talking FCA, Ford, GM, even BMW and Volkswagen, use Continental belts. Now, Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V-belt with the OE Pedigree. It's their OE Technology Series. These belts are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. They have belts for almost 98% of vehicles on the road today in the U.S. and Canada. There's enough surprises when you're working on a car. A belt shouldn't be one of them. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt
0: with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit technologyseries.com
1: Let's talk about Brush Hero real quick. It is a must-have, I think it is, for your car care arsenal. Brush Hero is water-powered. It's a detailing tool. It doesn't move quickly. It actually, it's this very simple little thing. You look at it and you think, how does this work? It's this very simple thing. It just has lots of torque. You can get two great brush heads, a soft one for sensitive surfaces and a harder one for stubborn, stubborn muck. I used it on a mountain bike and it was brilliant. While originally designed for fast and easy expert-level car and motorcycle detailing,
0: The Brush Hero can clean virtually anything, you name it, rain gutters, barbecues, lawnmowers, boats, and more. It's really easy to use. Just hook it up to any standard garden hose, flip the handy on-off switch, and start cleaning. It's a great gift idea, too. They've got an extensive line of gift sets
1: and accessories. Everyday driver listeners can enjoy 10% off their order at BrushHero.com with the code DRIVER. That's right. Use the code DRIVER for this show to get 10% off. You can also find Brush Hero at select Costco and Walmart stores. If you don't want the discount... All orders over $40 ship for free. And again, if you use the code DRIVER, you get 10% off. GEICO presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off the dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. I've got an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars in car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop
0: off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes you could
1: be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Having extra money in your pocket might be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today.
0: Hey, we're back with Terrence, who has written to us from Illinois. Yeah. He's writing to us with a story about his Nissan Juke. That doesn't happen often.
1: I'm writing to tell you about my (laughs) Nissan Juke. That's just not a common thing. Yeah. He's got the Juke. The Juke equals quirk. Yes, it does. He likes quirk,
0: Mm -hmm. quirky, and wants something different. Now... He said, people who buy a Juke are a unique kind of person because it's (laughs) not a car beloved by nearly anyone. Very tactfully put, Terrence. That was very graceful. Yes, He said he's accepted that, and he bought it because he wanted something that did just a little bit of everything with a decent power plant and a unique personality Mm -hmm. without breaking the bank. Congratulations. Well
1: done. (laughs) Yes. Problem solved. Terrence
0: didn't know about warm or hot hatches, still doesn't care about luxury features, and he's got a preference for something like a coupe. That's married to a practical frame. So, something with seats for a bike or people. That's why you wound up in the Juke. Four to five people, yeah. some boxes, gear, who knows? Yeah. Hence the Juke. Now, he bought it in 2012. He was 23. He was fresh out of the US Air Force. And he said, now at 30, and he's a single foster parent of a 15 year old teenage boy carting mountain bikes and cans of soup for soup kitchens and adulting with the best of them. I love that line, Terrence. is really good. He said, I haven't outgrown my inner child. The
1: the T-shirt is, I adult with the best of them. Yeah, (laughs) that's really good.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. But he has felt like he's outgrown his juke. And he said, a vehicle that doesn't have the greatest steering feel, the greatest steering engagement, taking a corner as sharp and fast as he'd like to. You know, the G-forces. He's got trips to work. Like I said, he's living in Illinois currently, but he travels across the United States regularly, and he takes to the most fun road and, you know, tries to avoid toll roads, I think. But uh, in the back hills, chasing the sensation like we all do, mm-hmm. legally and safely, of course. <clears throat> right. Now. He said the car is still fun, but as a driver, he says, I've hit the limits. I yeah, think this SUV is, move on. you know, I'm, but, I'm at the limits. But
1: what's interesting here about the juke in this equation is it's paid off. And he still likes it. He it's just good wants thing. to move on. Cheapest so he, car so you'll so ever, ever own. For sure. So his thinking is, I'm going to keep this. I'm just going to keep the juke. And if I need something to, you know, throw a, a dirty mountain bike in the back of, I'll use the juke. Yeah, right. Which actually frees us up in our discussion quite a bit. True. Because that doesn't have to go anywhere. We can be a little bit less practical because the juke stays. Uh This may be the first time in my life I've thought about the positive aspects of having a juke in the driveway. (laughs) It's really helping now, Terrence. Wow. It's helping a lot. Good spin. Yeah, hey, man, I'm here for you. (laughs) So so here's the, the thing about this. Another thing that's interesting, he's eyeing, what do I get next? That could be much more fun than what I'm having now, which I think we could argue is a low bar, but he wants more fun, he wants a new experience. He's got maybe as much as thirty-three grand. Mm-hmm. He's given you a few more, which means thirty-five, thirty-six by the time you're done. Perfect. You're gonna use it. Yep. I'm gonna use half of it. Are you? I don't know, Terrence, that I've ever shopped as happily at well under the budget <laughs> as I have shopped for you, Terrence, because the big headline here is I want unique I want oddball, but with some handling. I don't care about luxury. The bad plastic interior doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want some handling, and I want some uniqueness. And here's my budget, and I have three cars for you. One of them I love. Really? Well, my question, Terrence, to you is, does quirky
0: mean low selling? Does that mean a slow selling model that is I think around they for a yeah. while, and then it get, you know the car company decides, what were we thinking? Why do we have this? Let's get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Like BMW setas, which I think are cool.
1: <laughs> Range Rover Evoke convertibles are quirky. <laughs> <laughs> are they not? Yes. Are they not? Yes, I could argue other other adjectives to go with that, but we'll go with quirky.
0: Toyota Mirai, the Fiat X19. Yes. Listener to the
1: show, Hal, owns yeah, one. he does.
0: Avanti cars, most sobs. And I came back to the Ford Splash concept car from 1988. Look wow. at this thing online. I have to post. A picture when I of that. was growing up, this car made a huge impression on me. You made a splash, huh? You mm. did. Very good. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to get you started. Anyway. So it's too bad that we don't have French cars in the U.S. because, you know, you want the definition of quirk, just go shopping at your French auto dealer. This is true.
1: I'm talking like the,
0: you know, Citroën cactus. How about a cactus?
1: Yes, you never see any cacti. You just don't see cacti. They're quirky, on the road. are they yeah, not? They are. The that, interiors we're just. We're always we're always driving around in Germany, and one goes by it. I swear, I swear, both of us simultaneously. It's like our heads are on a swivel. Cactus, cactus. It's amazing how it happens. Yeah, <laughs> the DS3 hot hatch, very cool,
0: also very quirky. Yes, love that it's car. Like a racing shoe. Terence also <laughs> yes, it is. Terrence brought us the 2019 Veloster R Spec, which mm-hmm. is an interesting. It's
1: a. I see where that, your head is. That
0: definitely. Fills the bill right there. Hot hatch
1: and quirky. I get it. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yep. And uh, I've got a few. You might be far more quirky than me, but I definitely landed on a a good balance that I think you will like. And I did spend all your money, Terrence.
1: I spent between half and three quarters of your money. Okay, fair. But here's the thing I I started to pursue for Terrence. I wanted great dynamics, really solid dynamics. Right. And a car you just don't see many of. Okay. Okay. The the least... Opal? There you go. The 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 least in both those categories, but it is a car that is just downright quirky, especially if you get it in a Skittles color and they come in that lime green and the crazy orange and this kind of thing. And that is a Ford Fiesta ST. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. You get those for half your budget. You can get a nice one. Okay. This is, look, there's a ton of them out there, but you get the really bright color ones and you're a dad, you're an adult that's tuning that car. There's some quirky there okay true it's the least of my three but okay. i just thought that works you will enjoy the dynamics it's a good starting it's place very though. different than your juke but it's still got some usable reality to it right it's got the plastic you know cheap car interior. everything but who cares who cares right and in the crazy colors which is the way i'd get that car just something the really bright red the yellow the green one of those it does work on that car yeah for sure and and that makes it quirky so i started there okay but then i thought all right really good dynamics Rear wheel drive, surprisingly (laughs) usable, you just don't see them, and quirky all day long. Mazda RX 8. Those are quirky. True. Spend 10 to 15 grand on one of those. Love it. You will be shocked, Terrence, at how good the handling of that car is. And
0: Terrence did want a manual,
1: he did specify Mm -hmm. that. You'll be shocked at how good the handling is on that car. Yeah. You'll be shocked at how usable it is. You just don't see very many anymore, and they require an owner that stays on top of the maintenance and, and is okay with just keeping up with a the rotary. They burn oil. They don't get great gas mileage, but they have an amazing smooth power band. Man, like nothing can you else. rev them though? Yes, absolutely. So cool. You're running along at sixty-five hundred RPM and thinking, "I ought to." Sh- no, I shouldn't. I should just keep. I should just keep accelerating. <laughs> I've got like exactly. three thousand RPM left. I, I should just. Sh- nope. Yeah. No reason to. No. I'm just going to go exactly. higher you know and that's the whole thing about a lot of the rotary owners is the fact that they talk about you should hit redline as much as you can because that's helpful for the rotaries True. I mean, you drive around in those cars between 4 and 6 at a normal pace,
0: though. Well, of course you do. 2 yeah. to 3 is nothing for Oh, there's engine. nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. barely but, but it is
1: hysterical when you're driving one and you look down invariably. The top of the tack, if memory serves, is about 6,500 RPM. And so you also think, right, you know, right before it starts rolling right, over to the side, right. you also think, I'm at the top of the tack. No, you've still got like a third of the tack dial left before <laughs> exactly. so you get to redline. That's really cool and crazy about those cars. And since I don't see many anymore, I think Terrence, drive an RX-8. You can get a
0: really nice one. You can, oh,
1: the most, world's finest. 15 grand? You can last get RX-8. One. You can get a great one. Get a, Get the late model, like it's the 2011 R3, which is like the last of the breed. Yeah, right. We drove one of those yep. on our uh, three-car compare with the FRS and the S2000. That's a It's a really good car. Yeah, it is. But then I have my favorite. You want me to go to my favorite? I think you should. I was looking around, and I thought, wait a minute. You could do Pontiac Solstice or, or Saturn Sky. Don't see very many, but a solid choice. And then I went, no, 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 scratch that. Okay. Between 15 and 25 grand, you can find these, Terrence. The Pontiac Solstice Coupe. That is very different. You never see them. Although, the the roof. Can you get them for that price, or are yes, owners hanging on to them for? Between fifteen and twenty five grand, I was shocked. You can, can you? Them, I, I so they haven't it.
0: gone up in the the collector value they or were, anything like that. They were up
1: for a while, but okay. they've come down. Because here's the thing you have to keep in mind: the convertibles are ten to fifteen. Right, right, right. The coupes are running fifteen to twenty five, maybe thirty. Okay, so, so collectors have, aren't yeah. driving the prices. So, so they're crazy. they're higher than okay. they should be if you want to think about the model of car, mm-hmm. but because they're the coupe that that you know that brought them higher, but they're still not crazy for his budget. Go go shop with twenty grand, twenty five grand. You can get a nice one, and they have a target top. Uh-huh. That that top lifts off. I love your you all have, about the Targa. <laughs> but you have a hatch. The, the problem with the Solstice and Sky is they are one of the least usable. And I am comparing to the S two thousand and the Miata. They're one of the least usable convertibles ever.
0: Okay, fair. They fair. are
1: a large. Look at one of those parked next to a Toyota mr two Spider, which I think is the least usable convertible ever. And actually, the Solstice, in spite of its size. The trunk space is almost as inexplicably unusable as it is in the in the MR2 because the way the the top folds yeah, back yeah. it takes up all the trunk. But with the coupe, you get a hatch. It's true.
0: We've never driven so, this car actually. Well, I mean, Seen we know how, we
1: know how they drive. Yeah, right. But we've right. never Same driven chassis, we've yeah. never driven the coupe. Yeah. You can get it with a manual transmission. Get the GXP, which is the turbo. Right. I'm staying right there, Terence. It's odd. Nobody's going to know what it is. It's GM parts under there. It's going to run. What's the last year they built those? Was that 12? It's like 9 I think. Oh, that far back? Yeah, it's okay. like oh9 maybe 2010. It's somewhere in there. I thought it
0: was 2012. That stuck in my head for some I, I reason, but I, don't I could be so, wrong. But I'm Either sure I'm way. wrong.
1: Either way, they're older, but twenty five grand, you can get a nice one.
0: Well, I was going to say, even though they're older, they're such a rare, unique, mm-hmm. and quirky car that mm-hmm. they've been kept really nice. They haven't just been beat on,
1: Typically, generally true. speaking. That's true. People have probably had them... And they're, and they're kind of a GM parts car. They don't have a lot of bespoke stuff in them, mm-hmm. but it is the GM parts catalog, and you'll be surprised where stuff comes from. A mm-hmm. shout-out to Ben right now in Chicago, who's nodding along because of <laughs> doing this. But, but if you're going to just drive it, I mean, Ben's tr- struggle with it was it was a difficult track car because it was hard to upgrade. But as far as to maintain, it's GM parts Ben stuff. Brilliant. And it's just going to run. Brilliant. That's excellent. Well done. It makes me want one, honestly. I was looking at it going, that's a great-looking car. It's really too bad that it, was, it coincided with uh,
0: GM bankruptcy mm-hmm. and getting rid of Pontiac. I think just killing the brand was first. That was first on the list, and then that car went, because imagine the subsequent generations of
1: that car that yes. were still around. And it's got a terrible GM plastic interior, but that doesn't bother Terrence. In fact, that reminds me. The thing you just <laughs> said reminds me. We've talked before about Corvette as a separate brand. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a vision. Oh, Corvette is a separate brand. Okay. The base Corvette is the Corvette Solstice. Interesting. The middle Corvette is the Stingray. Think the standard C7. Okay. And, then, and, and the standard C7, the Stingray, goes up to Z06 flavor and stops. Then the new six-figure, maybe $200,000 mid-engine Corvette at the top of the range is called only the ZR1. There's your Corvette lineup.
0: As a separate brand, that could really work, actually. The Corvette Solstice,
1: the Corvette Stingray, and the ZR1. You know your car. You know your price point. It is an enthusiast rear-wheel drive brand under GM. My mic dropping right there. Brilliant. Well done. That is excellent. I love it. I forgot about that car. That could be great. well done. The Solstice desperately needed a second generation. And I've just built. Hi, GM. Hello. You're not listening to me. Yeah. Is anybody hello, from GM yeah.
0: listening? Because this could really work, especially with the new, what I think will be the mid engine Corvette coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could really work. Plus, GM doesn't have an entry level enthusiast fun car that's affordable for enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. You, gotta you got to go your- Camaro. Yeah. And then, if you're getting a Camaro, you don't want the V6, so you go, well, maybe the 1LE, or then you want the SS. And then you're. You know,
1: the Solstice was a a 250 horsepower four cylinder turbo. Perfect for the base car. Yeah, it really is. You get the. Well, it
0: works for now in the
1: era of two liter four cylinder turbo engines. It It
0: really works now. It fits. Then in
1: 09, it was kind of like,
0: eh, we're just testing this out.
1: So nip and tuck it, make it more like the FRS in size. You got your and bring Corvette, that coupe back. Corvette Solstice, mm-hmm. the 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 Stingray with the V8 running around sixty grand, and the the ZR1 is up there one hundred and fifty. Phenomenally well done, Corvette branding right there.
0: Phenomenally well done. That's excellent. Well, I, nowhere near. I, I'm not touching that. But I do have some ideas <laughs> here for you, Terrence. I started out with a Mini Cooper S in comparison to your Fiesta s sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Coopers yeah. are quirky enough. And it's plenty quirky. Plenty quirky, They're for just sure. the, the tumble home, and that is how close the headliner is to your head and how canted over or leaned in the side glass is. That's called tumble home. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of space and the way you relate to the interior space is very different yeah. than your typical car. Okay? Wear so, the
1: world's tallest hat. You still won't touch the headliner. You yeah. won't. Well, Volkswagen Beals, you
0: can do that too, but I'm this not going true. there. Yeah. Anyway, so Mini Cooper S, love it for you. You can get a brand new one for that kind of money. A great one. And they're excellent cars. You could even go back a little bit, get a smaller one, mm-hmm. save some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking the uh, the Lexus RC 350 Coupe passed us yesterday. Yeah, good and looking. it reminded me how good cool looking. that car is. Yeah, they're very cool looking. Now, they look great on the road. Terence, that breaks your rules because it cannot be found in a manual. Yeah, and it's a bit of a big car. It's yeah. a cool car, it is and cool. you don't see them, but it's just a bit of a big car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm coming to what is quickly becoming one of my favorite cars, and I'm spending all Ooh, your money. Okay, all right. And this is crazy because it's a front wheel drive car. I think you guessed it. I know where you're going now. Terrence, 2018 Honda Civic Type R. It looks weird. It's not for everybody. It isn't. And therefore, I look at it as, for most people, that will be quirky enough. Yep. That will be weird enough with the wing and the yeah. scoops and the is this car busyness yeah. and the what, why? And then you drive it mm-hmm. because you asked for space and it's got loads yeah. of space, people, yeah. boxes, gear. Mm-hmm. It's got the mm-hmm. sport mode. It's got, all, well, all three modes. As a matter of fact, the comfort is great for
1: long distance cruising. Yeah. I'm excited to share that piece with everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We can't wait. It's an astounding car to drive. It's mm-hmm. very different. It's another throwdown from Honda. And I challenge you to drive this car.
1: Yeah, and, and you're right. It is one of those cars where if you don't get it, you're going to be like, "What is this car you got?" And I that's saw, that's
0: how I interpreted the yeah, whole. It's totally. not for everybody. You I saw go, a blue
1: what? one on the road here recently, and I really liked it in blue. Really? Yeah, it was a factory blue color, and it wasn't you know obnoxious color. It was just a nice solid blue. It was. It's not quite the Subaru blue, but it was more in that in that vein. If you want to think about shades of blue, and I was like, that looks great on that car. Granted. I am a guy that gets what that car is. <laughs> I, it's quickly becoming one of my faves. So that's Terrence, interesting.
0: Okay. Thank you for writing. If you've got your own debate and your own story like Terrence does, please write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com or the website. You can find us at the Contact Us under mm-hmm. the About tab yep, on yep, yep. the website there. Please write to us. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your story. Keep it a little bit brief if you can. Punctuation, grammar, all that kind of, <laughs> Paragraphs,
1: of stuff. Paragraphs, you know, weird things. Your budget, <laughs> the things that help us Oh, your budget this. and where you're yeah, located all and all that kind yep. of stuff. All that's good. We love it. All right, guys, we've got to get to some questions here Mm -hmm. before we run out of time. What stuck out to you here? Well, actually, returning to where we started, I want to do this very briefly. Uh, Johan Lee asked on Facebook, autocross or track day for somebody wanting, if you could do one or the other, for somebody wanting to learn to be a better driver. Yeah. Now, I could actually argue either side of this. I'm going to pick one and tell you why. I'm going to pick track day over autocross, and here's why. Autocross is really low speed. A lot of times it's a lot of first gear corners. It's a lot of extreme movement of the steering wheel. Yeah, And you're rarely going to be in a situation where you have to do that again. Now, it's incredible for teaching balance and weight shift. I love it for all of those reasons. But if you do a track day and if you learn nothing else than to just at 60 miles an hour, get your eyes up. Get your eyes that's up. a different look feeling. Look the corner. you forcing yourself. Look You're breaking Look way bad around habits. that corner at the other car that's already halfway around the corner. Why are you looking at him? You're looking way around the corner. Find the cone.
0: Yeah. Why am, I,
1: why am I two cones from where I am? Because you need to look around the corner. Right. This will play into your on-ramps, your freeways, your speeds that you will really be driving. And you will realize that cars are more capable than you think. Mm-hmm. And you'll do things that frankly you shouldn't be trying out on the road, <laughs> but you will be at those speeds again. I love autocross for so many reasons, but I feel like the average person, if you drove for a day on a track, you will return to your car in the driving you normally do a little differently, if nothing else, just for your eyes.
0: That's fantastic. I'm in complete agreement actually. Track days have revolutionized our driving Mm -hmm. and I think they continue to do so. Adam B asks about leather. I want to know more
1: about leather. (laughs) Which is an odd question. Depending on the podcast, by the way, Adam, do me a favor. Just go to every podcast you could think of and just pose that question and see how many different answers you get. Just pose it just like that. I want to know about leather. Well, how are they going to answer? That could get scary. Anyway. Adam, thank you for the question.
0: I'm going to try and spend as Very little time on this because I could consume an entire (laughs) podcast about leather. Mm -hmm. I love leather. I'm a huge fan of leather, leather goods, all kinds of stuff. But there is a problem with leather. And I encourage you to go research this first about Italy and the amount of toxic materials. And and we knew a guy Mm. who used to work for a shoe company and he would go to Italy to either get samples done or source leathers or Mm -hmm. whatever that was. Mm And he would come back with stories about how the finest materials can be found in Italy. Well, there's a reason. It's because they're using the chromium, the nasty tanning process, and dumping toxic waste because of the lack of EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, whatever the equivalent is, the lack of such. And there's Mm -hmm. articles written, Mm -hmm. just look this up, Adam, about the mafia dumping toxic waste in various regions around Italy, and what a problem. It's an epidemic of toxic waste
1: i did not expect to be here from
0: materials not just leather interesting there's another article that you need to read from 2014 on gizmodo.com and it's entitled how leather is slowly killing the people in places that make it andrew tarantola is the author wow and he breaks it down about the tanning process from vegetable tanning synthetic tanning Aluminum tan and leather, rawhide, and then finally chromium tan leather, which gives you the best, like the Connolly leather and the yeah, Ferrari yeah, yeah. and that smell, and we love it and how noxious and frankly horrible for the environment and horrible and cancer causing for the people who actually make it in third world countries. You're on a whole other podcast. I am astounded right now. It's incredible. Like I said, Adam, I'm glad you asked. Huh. But go do your own research. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. I love the le- smell of leather. I love it in cars. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. until we as consumers and enthusiasts start demanding better processes, this doesn't happen in the first world countries, even wow, though we have plenty of our own toxic waste. Yeah. But in the developing nations where everything is done cheaply, I mean, it's it's causing a, a lot of health problems and killing people, frankly. I,
1: I thought you were going to talk about nice products from Grios, but okay. hey. All right. There's leather care to keep it nice, but
0: we've got to demand better, better products and better ways of doing this. Wow. Okay. There's uh, a lot to learn about leather and materials and why Italy has a toxic waste problem.
1: I, I am a little floored right now. <laughs> Eric asked on Facebook, how crazy would it be for a single guy, no kids, rarely hauls more than a few bag of groceries, to have a S2000 year-round in Minnesota? Oh, I liked this question. Eric, go do it. Go do it. Buy yourself yeah. a separate set of wheels with really good winter tires, maybe the Nokia and Hakopilita because it's fun to say, and they're great to drive on, but buy yourself some full-on <laughs> dedicated winter tires for yeah. that car. Now, I will also say this. Everyone I know that's had an S2000 at some point has needed to get their top refurbished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So make yeah. sure the one you buy has got a good a top in good shape, and if it doesn't, immediately spend money to make that top like new. I, you've asked about the weather with that top. I think it will be fine. It just see also avoid like the first couple of years where they had a plastic rear window. Do not do that. I would recommend like an 05 and up where it's an AP2,
0: Okay.
1: where they also had glass back windows and that kind of stuff. But if the top is in good shape, you should be fine through the winter as far as the top is concerned. But that's an amazing car to drive. And unless you're getting deep snow, I think you'll be great with winter tires.
0: Yeah, this is excellent. All right. Well, there's a question from Regan Yu. Facebook, he's asking, who has the best near-autonomous driving package out there and why? Mm -hmm. He says, as an enthusiast and commuter, I can clearly see the benefits. We're considering dropping our Model 3 order this week. Mm -hmm. Now, Regan, hopefully you can catch our new uh, Velocity... Season coming up this Saturday, and uh, that will be the Bolt and the Tesla Model 3. That will yeah, also yeah, repeat yeah. halfway through the season as well, and then that'll go to Amazon Prime. Yep. Hopefully, you can see our opinions on that. I find this interesting. Again, another question I could go on and on about, but I'm <laughs> going to wrap up very quickly and say Volvo IntelliSafe. Now, mm-hmm. look up mm-hmm. everything you can. Go research Volvo because from the get-go, Volvo has always been about safety. Not that other car manufacturers aren't. true, true. That's true, not yeah. the point. Yeah. But and and your question could be interpreted as which cars crash the least? Which autonomous cars are the least yeah. crashy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I get your point. I mean everybody's had their problem. You've heard of the Volvo and Uber mm-hmm. thing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know that it was Volvo's IntelliSafe system operating. I think don't don't quote me on this. It was Uber's system mm-hmm. installed in the XC ninety that had the accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the Intel is safe and the way they're approaching it, very different. It's very well thought through and it continues to evolve. They're they're taking it slowly step by step. They're not coming out and claiming, hey, autopilot works. It's for everyone. It just just go. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. where they're at. They're saying hey, they're
1: walking carefully with it. Yeah,
0: you know, we're we're the safety company from the mm-hmm, beginning and mm-hmm. we're approaching it with that headspace continue to do so. It's been developed in 2015 is when it was launched and continues to make its way around the world in various Volvo cars. So check out that research that and
1: uh, there will be more there will certainly be more. But for right now, I'd say Intel is safe. And I would also look into Audi if you're purely talking about a commute stop-and-go situation. That seems to be where the Audi system shines. Their, that's their great. intelligent that's, yeah. cruise control. Yeah. It, that's what it is. It's intelligent cruise control. But Audi's system is getting better and better and seems to be at its best in those crawling kind of traffic moments. It's not designed to do much more than that, but that is a place where it does really well, so Audis are an option as well. Excellent.
0: Uh, Evil Tangents Dale on Instagram asked me if uh, I was in charge of setting up Porsche's oh, re-entry into Formula 1. Who would I sign as drivers? Hmm. The two that I would sign are Nico Hulkenberg, okay, and Fernando Alonso, because be nice you could get them. Yeah, both of these guys have driven Le Mans and driven the, mm. the LMP1 class at Le Mans. Sure, sure, Nico sure. won Le Mans mm-hmm. in a Porsche 919 mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah, Fernando just won in the Toyota Le Mans prototype car. Mm.
1: The boys can drive, yeah.
0: Yeah, these guys are pretty
1: good. I would put those two. (laughs) These guys are pretty good. Nico's had
0: experience with the Porsches already. (laughs) Fernando,
1: you can put in a lawnmower, and he'll, you know, he'll drive -drive as hard as he can be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What else? Well, there's so many here. Actually, you know what? Drew asked the question, will exotic manufacturers entering the crossover market ever make a mid or rear-engine SUV (laughs) or a rear-engine SUV? I'm going to say, Drew, no, purely because one of the things that that is primary in all of those kind of cars is hatch space. Yeah, think about the package of the car, Drew. If you package that in the back, that They're going to lose out because, well, I normally put fill-in-the-blank here in the hatch of my prior SUV, and I can't put that in here. That would be a big problem.
0: Yeah, no kidding. uh What else? What else? Oh, we've got to do a Track Daily Crush here. Okay, please. It's all about Jags. Oh, okay. Kirk M, Track Daily Crush, Jaguar C-Type, Jaguar D-Type, Jaguar E-Type. Go.
1: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think... I think I'm crushing the C-type. Yeah. Not because I don't like it. It's not but that it's compared unworthy. compared to the other two, yeah. I'm going to track the D-type and daily the E-type, preferably a – I'm going to go specific – preferably a coupe. I actually like the coupes more than the convertibles. Preferably yeah. a coupe uh, Series 1 or Series 1.5 as wow. the daily. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, tracking the D-type. Sorry, C-type.
0: That D-type is pretty much made for the track. Even though C-types are nice, then they, they kind of bettered themselves with every subsequent generation. They've done very well. Yeah, the D-type is that, you know, forbidden fruit car for me. It's just like, oh, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> Did you see Michael D's question about us damaging press cars? Have you ever damaged a press car in an unusual way? Uh,
1: a minor bad, scratches from bad the Bad drifting curves? attempt in the rain, and I knocked the... Oh front bumper of a Hyundai Genesis. First oh, gen. I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, I did that. I did that. It was it was it was genuinely minimal. It but, was fine. Um, but yeah, that happened. But but here's the thing, we could we could probably spend the better part of a topic Tuesday talking about all of the horror stories we've heard for a uh, for journalists screwing up cars. We thankfully have never had a really bad situation, thankfully. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Okay, then uh the last question here from EWH105. Oh, okay. If we had to buy a car as a piece of art and not drive, what would you pick? And then the opposite. What would you drive and never have to look at? Well, nothing if I had to drive it and never look at it because how can you? I would do well, but, that. But just just follow along with the thinking. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'd drive, ai don't know, a Kia Stinger and drive and never look at it. How about that?
1: Yeah, but that's a good-looking car anyway. So it's I'll a good-looking go car. It's a good-looking car. I would, I would say Panamera. Okay. the early Panamera <laughs> the turbo. The first gen Panamera. That's not an attractive car but if I get to drive it, brilliant. Okay, fair enough. But what about the one you don't drive? Well, if you heard me on the Cars
0: Yeah podcast with Mark Green, I said the Mercedes 500K from the 30s is it doesn't even have to move in it's sculpture, but my car is is the 57 Ferrari Testarossa. Not one like it, but the number 18 mm. car that was oh sold gosh. in 20 Eleven or 2014 for $16 million, something like that. Mm. Sculpture, I'd park that in my bedroom. The living room is for, you know, car washing. I'd park that in my bedroom. I wouldn't sleep in it, but I'd just look at it, you know, fall asleep,
1: you know, (laughs) knowing that I have this thing. Yeah. The one that I have that I think would, would just sit in the room and just be amazing. And I, I've seen it a couple times and I, I imagine it drives fine, but, looking at it is where it shines and that's the Bugatti Type 57 oh that's excellent it's just the big cycle fenders and the really long hood I mean that is it's sculptural it is and if it never moves as tragic as I feel that is with any car on the planet if it never moved it's just gorgeous yeah for sure guys thank you so much for listening thank
0: you for your questions we hope to get to more of them in the future and please keep writing please write to us with your car debates love to, uh, to go through this and hope you're enjoying the Topic Tuesdays as well looking forward to next time Cheers.
1: Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights, he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day, when he was 47, Pete realized he just wasn't that good. So he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how GEICO, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and
0: saved a bunch. So it all worked out.